So these two officers, we made coffee, and they stayed until the repairmen came. We were up all night, and it was just a crazy, crazy experience. But to make it even crazier... Um, one of the officers called and invited me out. <laughs> of course, because he's no dummy. Because he's no dummy. <laughs> Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1.17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance. And that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to Christ in All Things. I'm Pastor Jason Schockman. And I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. And with us this time is a very special guest, Dorothy Faye Duco, uh, Nee Eiling, uh, and we're so glad that you're here talking to us. Uh, we're picking up our conversation uh, on a trip to old New York. Yes. Uh, and and this is because a, a friend of yours who you knew in high school mm-hmm. uh, went to New York and you were at the University of Wisconsin mm-hmm. studying occupational therapy <laughs> for about a semester. Mm-hmm. And you found this was not really what you wanted to do. Very much so, And your friend called and said, I need a roommate. Why don't you come? Mm -hmm. And I did. And your mom and dad said, okay. They always did. They always did. You would not believe in other trips that I took. I I shouldn't deviate, but... No, this is the point, Dorothy. (laughs) You're allowed to deviate. During my last two years of high school, Bobby Ann, the same person that I went to live with, her mom and dad had a friend um, that owned a water show and she and I went to di- they went to different um, what do you call them state fairs all over the west, Midwest and I was a swimmer and a singer <laughs> she was a swimmer and a singer we had a diving tank with several divers who had this 50 foot pole they claim it was 50 it wasn't but they would dive into this tool which, pool which wasn't much bigger than this table and they end up face, I mean, not face first, but feet first. But it was pretty amazing show. And we would draw huge crowds. And um, I don't know how my mom and dad allowed me to do that. And so they, they sent you around the country to county fairs diving? No, not me diving. I was swimming. Oh, you were swimming. <laughs> yeah. So okay. she was a carny. Gotcha. <laughs> was, yeah. All right. But it was a wonderful experience, too, you know. Um, I wouldn't go into that, but it was fun. <laughs> so her name again is? You're leaving out the best parts, Dorothy. Uh, Bob- Bobby Ann Reed. So Bobby Ann Reed calls you from New York. It says, Dorothy, come on over. And you said, I really I really don't want to do this occupational thing. So <laughs> I didn't I'm going even to New say York. that. I just said, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Where? And so you went to live in New York. 
in Greenwich Village. In Greenwich Village. Wow. Yep. Okay. In an apartment directly over a bar. Perfect. <laughs> Is there a better place to live in Greenwich Village? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe because we had an episode there too that I'll never forget and that was fill us, up, fill us in. All right. So now, this is now, so, now you got so just going. historically, right? Let's just yeah. place this moment okay. in history. Okay. Uh, you, you, this is like 1950, 52, somewhere in there. Yeah, I graduated in 52. So okay. So 53. Yeah. Right. And you, in 1953, mm-hmm. uh, you, this small little German Irish English gal, <laughs> moved to Greenwich Village to live above a bar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We did. I did. And, and what happened? Well, I did sign. I, I had already pre-registered to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and was accepted. And then I studied voice. And I always sing. I always tell people I could. I sang at Carnegie Hall, but I don't tell them that it was in a studio. Right. <laughs> behind Carnegie Hall. Not actually on the stage. Not actually yeah. on the stage. No. Yeah. My teacher was Mario Carmen Ferraro. He was from Italy. Yeah. And he had big plans for me. Uh, we worked really hard because he was planning on a trip actually to Europe. But I, I'm skipping a whole lot here. The reason I didn't go to Europe was because I happened to come home for my brother's graduation. And I met Bill. <laughs> Oh, no kidding. Oh, no, boy. No kidding. So you are in New York <laughs> studying at the American Academy of Dramatic Dramatic Arts. Arts, and you have, what What kind of voice is yours? It's a soprano. soprano so so yeah. you, have a, you have a lovely soprano voice. You've got, you've got a guy who <laughs> teaches. A, a in teacher. The, <laughs> you've got a teacher, right? You've got, you've got a teacher who says you've got some goods and wants to take you to Europe. You come back to Wisconsin for your brother's <laughs> wedding. Graduation. Graduation. Excuse me. Come back for your brother. And what's your brother's name again? Bob. Robert. You, you come back for Robert's, no, yeah. Robert's <laughs> high school graduation. Yeah. And in walks. Well, no, that, not there, but I got a job for the summer. I thought I'd work for the summer and then go back. Sure. And I got a job at the Wisconsin Hotel. I started out on the switchboard. And then I ended up as secretary to the manager, and I would go into the coffee shop every day for lunch, and I'd always say hi. You know, I'm kind of a friendly person when I don't know somebody. And he was there almost every day. And one day I was waiting for the bus to go home, and he drives up, and he says, can I give you a ride? (laughs) This was in Milwaukee, of course. I lived in West Dallas. I said, I live in West Dallas. He said, that's okay, I'll give you a ride. Because he's no dummy. <laughs> well, anyway, it progressed from there, you might say, you know, and I didn't go back to New York. My dad never forgave him. My dad had big plans for me, too. <laughs> to go to Europe? Yeah. To be a star? No, no. No, never. what were your dad's plans for you? Pardon? What were your dad's plans for you? I have no idea. He never really told me. I I think they just they just trusted us to make our own own decisions and our yeah. own plans. But he didn't uh, like the one you chose. Not to come home. <laughs> <laughs> Although eventually he did really grow to love Bill. It was just the shock of it, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that story. But in New York, um, I met I met so many wonderful people. The first place that I look for of course looked for was a Lutheran church. Yeah. 
and I happened to find one in the village that had just been reopened. It had been closed for maybe five or six years. And there was a young pastor, and I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. A uh, young pastor was pastor of this church, and it was just starting to grow and really grow. And so I signed up for the choir there and a couple other places, and I also taught Sunday school. And that was probably the place where I really went and saw things in New York because I took my class like to the Statue of Liberty, a museum, you know, different places like that. Your Sunday school class. Yep. <laughs> for Sunday school. For Sunday school, yep. So you guys would you guys would take field trips on Sunday morning after church. <laughs> no, that we arranged them after no, we oh, didn't do it okay. during church. No, no, after church. <laughs> yeah. We arranged little trips. Yeah. You know? Fun. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it so much. And um and again here in New York, I got a job at the Wellington Hotel, which was I had a night night job at the desk. I met so many people. Uh, one of the groups was a group called the Four Lads. It was a group um, quartet of singers, you know. They stayed there, and um, actually, they had they came to Milwaukee after I was back at a place called Fazio's on Fifth to play. And I heard, they called me and said, you know, you've got to come down there. So I did. And I think, oh, they even came for supper at our house. My mom, did, you know, I said, Mom, I want to bring these guys home. <laughs> she said, okay. <laughs> I love it. And so they came to my house for dinner. And I have a record that they gave me, you know, and signed and everything. And they played really a lot for a long time. They've, they've since gone away, you know, but they were the four lads. <laughs> now, from there, um, let's see what else happened in New York. I guess that's about it, you know. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I'll never forget it, but I think that's probably more, most of the high points. Gotcha. What else did you have on your list? Well, I've already touched on that, the Wisconsin Hotel and Milwaukee as to meeting Bill. And then this should have probably been at the top, but I've been so close to so many pastors in yeah. my life. Um, Pastor Barth, I worked for him at, the, at church and then at the district office when he became president. So you were, so explain for our listeners yeah. who this man is. Because well, I know, but our <laughs> listeners might. Pastor Barth was um, pastor of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in West Allis, but then he was elected to be president of the South Wisconsin District, which meant he had to meet, move to the district office in, in Milwaukee. And he called one day. At that time, I was working at the Lutheran High School Association for Dr. Wessler. I was his secretary. And I liked that job very much, too. And... Pastor asked me out for lunch, and he wanted me to come to, you know, be with him. And so I, I had to make the decision. And I think I had once told Pastor Barth when, I was, when he was leaving, I said, well, you know, I'd always like to work for you. He was a wonderful man to work for. He really was. Reverend Dr. Carl Barth mm -hmm. moves from the, the parish in West Dallas right. to the district office, office. The, pre the president of the South Wisconsin District, District of the Lutheran Church, right. Missouri Synod. So then I became his secretary there. And I think that was, I'm trying to think how many years that was, four maybe. 
And then I was I moved out to Oconomowoc, and the drive got to me because Capitol Drive, where the district office is located, it's so busy, traffic going and coming, and the sun is in your face when going and coming. Yeah. <laughs> and so I slid off one winter, and that made me say, I'm going to get a job in Oconomowoc. So then I got a job in Oconomowoc at a place called Plasticon. They made all these tubs and stuff for hospitals, plastic, you know, up, up you know. Storage <laughs> all the, tubs. All, yeah. All the plastic things that went into the hospital, they built. And there I was just a receptionist. And it was, I liked the job. I liked the man that hired me. But there was a woman who was a CPA, and she was not very nice to me. She just, for some reason, had something against me, and I don't know what it was. Never said. But... um I started looking for a new job almost immediately. Four years later, I'm still looking, and that's when there, a job opened at the fire department, Conmuck Fire Department. And I thought, I'm going to go interview for that. So I did. And lo and behold, Bill's uncle was a very good friend and fisherman with uh, the Chief Witty, the chief. So I only had a little inning in there, you know. Um, I don't like to admit that, but I know that's how I got the job, and I'm thankful for it. I spent 20 years there before and I retired. And you spent 20 years mm-hmm. as the secretary, administrative secretary, se- secretary for the fire department. Of uh, the, the chiefs. I had three chiefs that I worked for. Okay. <laughs> including Glenn. Now that isn't so... That you, was the connection I was in, coming include, to. Yeah, include, yep. oh, and including Glenn, you should explain... Well... Glenn who, Glenn, applied, who Glenn is? Glenn applied for the um, assistant job there, and he got it. And I'll never forget the day that he brought his paperwork in and everything. You know, was such a nice guy, really. And the chief, the chief that had been hired before him, was all rules, and the people did not like him very much. His name was Jerry Went, and I thought he was real good. I mean, he was. He was harder than, you know, he should have been maybe. But then Glenn was just the opposite, you know, such a nice, nice guy. And and Glenn, by, the, Glenn by the way, for our listeners, is Glenn Lydell, yeah. who we've interviewed already right. on Christ and All Things. Because he's also a member of St. Paul. Who right. is kind of the de facto, uh, when something breaks, you call Glenn right. guy. Isn't that the truth? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Or, sure. or rather, it's not that you call Glenn, but when something breaks, Glenn shows up. Exactly. I know. Yeah. That's how he always was. Still is. I know. In fact, when my husband started having so many medical problems, Glenn has this radio, you know, and whenever he'd hear my address, he'd be the first one there to help me. So, yeah, like, I, think I like, a, like him a lot. <laughs> We're fond of Glenn Lydell. Yes, Yes. Here at Christ in all things. <laughs> so what what a wonder, right? That God is is weaving together y- your life uh, in the in the life of the church, and, and here you come back from New York because there's well, because you decide to take a little break, and then the Lord puts in front of you this guy named Bill, yep. who drives you from Milwaukee all the way out to West Dallas, and that was pretty much the end of the well, the beginning of the end of the story, right? right. Uh, and and then you 
end up working for the fire department. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Carl Barth for a while. Well, before oh, yeah, that, for, that was, for yeah, Carl Barth, first, right? Yeah. Which, now, did I understand right that you were his secretary mm-hmm. at St. John's West Dallas? St. Paul's. St. Paul's mm-hmm. West Dallas. So you were his secretary at St. Paul's West Dallas, mm-hmm. and then he gets elected the, to the district office. Mm-hmm. He goes to the district office. You're still working at St. Paul's in West Dallas. No, you no, were, you were I, at a high school then. Yep, I was at the high school association. Did you okay. go to the? Did you go to the high school? So at some point, Doctor Barth ends up. Didn't he? It was. Didn't Doctor Barth end up as the president of Concordia Seminary St. Louis? I don't think so. Didn't it he? Could be. I'm not sure about he, that. My. This is my. And I forgive me for not doing. I should have done the research ahead of time. I thought. I, I thought that. Dr. Carl Barth, when uh, when our synod went through its upheaval in 1974, mm-hmm. I thought that Dr. Barth he end, have, ended yeah. up at St. Louis. I'm wondering, is is that when that was you went over? That was before my time. Oh, yeah. was it before your time? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought he was district president first and then went to St. Louis. He was at St. Louis. He was, huh? Uh, yes, he was... Uh, Reverend Dr. Carl Barth served the South Wisconsin District from 70 to 82. Oh, okay. He was the president of Concordia Seminary oh, from 82 to 1990. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Funny that I had forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you know, so when did you leave? When did, do you remember roughly? So he, you were, you were, he was still, was he still the district president then? When you went to work for the high school association? No, I worked first. I worked at the high school association first, first, and then, and then Dr. Mm-hmm. Barth. Okay, and then the travel was bad, so I had to find a job in Oconomowoc. That's the only reason. Oh, because do- the travel with Dr. Barth was bad. Yeah. Oh, From between Oconomowoc and Milwaukee. Uh, that's where she was, and, yeah, and Dorothy yeah. says so articulately. Articulately, something I can't do apparently. Um, a, a philosophy that I've had since I became an adult and had to find a place to live, uh, <laughs> which is I never, never want to live west of where I work. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Because if I live west of where I work, I'm driving into the sun exactly. in the morning and I'm driving into the sun at night. It's worse than walking uphill both ways with the wind See, in your face. I, I like really the driving into the sun. I in the don't morning. at yeah. all like driving into the sun. It bothers my eyes. It just, it makes traffic not fun right. when you're looking right into the sun at the horizon. So I'm with you. I okay. think that's really wise. It, it, so it, you just got tired of the commute because of the sun, not right. because of the work you were doing for pastor oh, Barth no, not at or all. for the district. No. Right. Just, Needed something closer to home. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to me, Dorothy, your your career trajectory here, because you, I mean, you go off. You have you're this beautiful little thing with a beautiful soprano voice, and you go to you go to New York, and you meet this guy, and he's no dummy, right? He is right. I mean, I mean, I knew Bill briefly. He died in what 2014? Uh, twenty, yeah, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So. Um, nine years ago you know yeah. i mean he was he saw you he was no dummy um you know and <laughs> but he got so involved in the church and that's what made me so happy yeah yeah I and mean, he read he loved to read yeah. he loved to read the scriptures and yeah he really was he when he would do in the on the on sunday morning he had the, uh, these boom boxes yeah and he had a lot of christian music 
and he would sit in the in the school entrance there playing this Christian music and welcoming everybody. Ask anybody. Oh yeah, that's that was right. He was the he was time. the big reader yeah. guy. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, and he kept. I I think we ended up with six or seven boom boxes. They were trash. They didn't work. <laughs> they were in our storage area when I moved. But he had them. Uh, he had them. But he, he didn't want to get rid of them. Ready at the drop of a hat <laughs> right? Yeah. to go and share the gospel. Yeah. So what, are, you know, I'm curious, what else, I mean, I'm interested to pursue your who the men you worked for is, but I'm curious what else you had on your list of things that were formative for you. Oh, I think I pretty much covered it because I have homes and places I've lived, so I think I pretty well covered that. So if I can elaborate on any of the other stories. Well, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because if you, you know, if you don't know Dorothy, <laughs> it's like, it's like a number of others. It's one of the great things about these interviews. And what we say, you know, we're on the, on the surface, you're just a normal, you know, sweet lady. And unassuming you could, you, unassuming grandma you'd, at church. You'd, you'd walk by, you'd walk by her on the, you'd walk by her in the street and think, oh, she's, you know, she's nice. You have absolutely no idea that she was being groomed to be an international singer. <laughs> she was being groomed to be an international singer, and then ends up. You know, this is this is this is a big deal. You know, Carl, Carl Barth is is one of the most significant figures mm, in the definitely. in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod mm-hmm. in the in the middle in toward the middle latter part of the last century. Yeah, and and a significant um, steadying theological figure after mm-hmm. a period of considerable turmoil in the Missouri Synod yes, when the right. Missouri Synod split it. over mm-hmm. do, over the authority of scripture doctrinal yeah. issues yeah. and he ends up he was president from what what did it say 80? 82 to 90 so 82 to so you know and as as Concordia St. Louis is just beginning to get back re- regain mm-hmm. its regain yeah. its, regain its footing and in the same in the same time what we now know as the ELCA mm-hmm. is being chartered. Right. So, you know, and then you go from, you go from working for Reverend Dr. Carl Barth, this uh, significant pastoral theologian mm-hmm. and, and administrator in the Missouri Synod. To working for a hard-nosed fire chief to in work in walk. Yeah, But, you know, it, it takes, um, it takes strength of character to help, High achieving men keep in line, <laughs> not not get too big for their britches. You know, I mean, so I mean, if if Carl Barth, if Doctor Carl Barth wanted you as his secretary, um, you I, were you were competent. I mean, you were you were competent. You could do the work. You were discreet. Yeah. You could you could keep you could keep confidences. Mm-hmm. Um, you could speak the truth in love. Right, you had to tell him, you know, right, um, to him and to others. Yep. <laughs> to, and she's to, just nodding her head and saying yes. Yeah, she's just nodding her head and saying yeah. And what, and what, Pastor O'Donnell, what you're getting at is, Dorothy, there were probably times when you were working for Pastor Barth that you had to tell Pastor Barth, back off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Probably not uh, in that no. tone. Not, not in, in that tone. No. But uh-uh. you know, where maybe, maybe. But you're you're also the you're also the gatekeeper. Yep. Um, this is, you know, this is a, I, I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we, again, 
one of those moments where we are sitting here having the conversation with you uh, and, and like unto talking with Bill Voss, uh, oh, we sit good. back and listen to you tell stories and go, wow, <laughs> just wow. Okay. Can we have a, we've got a little bit of time and you, okay. you did your list. Are you game to go back to New York for a minute? Oh, sure. All right. Definitely. I, all right. I want to hear, an, I want to hear another New York story. Okay. Yeah, you got another good New York story. You well, said you started to say there was something incident in the bar. Right. Okay, fill us that, in. Is I this wanna... the bar you lived above? <laughs> in the middle of the night, a p- two policemen came to our door. We weren't even going to open it because you know we're in Greenwich Village and and we were afraid, you know, yeah. that anybody can say they're the police. Sure. And they ke- kept insisting, "Ma'am, we're the police. You must let us in." So we did, because we then we looked to see, and sure, they were police officers. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, well, there's water dripping down on the bar. <laughs> from, and they think it's coming from your apartment. Oh, goodness. And I said, we don't have anything running up here. It's the middle of the night. But what happened, I guess a, a pipe broke in the wall of our, of our bathroom, and the water was dripping down from there. So these two officers... We made coffee, and they stayed until the repairmen came. We were up all night, and it was just a crazy, crazy experience. But to make it even crazier, um, one of the officers called and invited me out. <laughs> of course, because he's no dummy. Because he's no dummy. <laughs> and I dated him for a while, Um you know, Greenwichville is just something else. It was something I'd never experienced. It turned out that Bobby Ann's fellow that she married was homosexual. Yeah. And um, so places he took us to were those types of places. And I never even heard the word. It was total shock to me. And it still is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've told you that. Um, but I it, I don't know. It, there's just something about New York that's so special. Yeah. You know? And we dated for a while, and I, oh, I, yeah, what am I thinking? He was killed in a chase. The, the, the cop? The cop. He was, was, and his, his, his buddy, his partner, he's the one that called me and told me. Otherwise, I probably oh, wouldn't wow. have even known it, because uh, I didn't get the paper wow. or anything. Wow. Yeah, he was killed in an accident. All right, tell me another New York story. Okay. Um, oh, let's see trying to think you know it's hard when you're just <laughs> um, tell, tell me about your tell me about me, your teacher I, yeah that's what i was going to ask what's the name again of your voice teacher mario carmen ferraro f e r r e r o i think ferraro all right tell tell us was, about him yeah i have to, i should have he is something else he's old yeah. he was probably my age at that time in his 80s yeah and he was a he smoked cigarettes one after the other. He played the piano with his cigarette in his hand. Turkish cigarettes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so he said, you buy me my cigarettes, I give you lessons. So that's what I did. I didn't even have to pay for wow. the lessons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, um, he helped me a lot. I, I really uh, got a lot out of his teaching. And how long, um, so you were, how long were you in New York as it turned out? Almost two years. Almost two mm-hmm, years. But okay. Yeah. Then. <laughs> and then you came home for your, brother's your, your brother's graduation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And it was, um, I don't know. 
it was supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know, it really yeah. was. Yeah, you came back to sunny Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> yes. You said he was old when he was your teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how old he was. Did you just look him up, Pastor Shackman? I did. What did you find out? Uh well, he he was apparently he was born in Italy. Does that sound yeah, right? Born yeah. in Italy in 1903. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so he would have been. Oh my goodness! What? 56, 54, 53, or something well, like that. Well, he looked so much older. Yeah. Well, you were also quite a bit younger. He was probably he was probably right, six. Right, yeah. Right. Well, she was twenty. Yeah. So he's it, probably sixty. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that was ancient to me. And and <laughs> right. well, here's the best part. After he moved to New York, right? Uh, he gets married to Isabel, or maybe even before he moved to New York, he's married to a gal named Isabel, and they have a son named Mario oh my Ferraro, goodness. who's born in New York uh, in the 30s. No, I'm kidding. I yeah. never, I never in investigated him. In the you 30s, know? and uh, he died in 2009. Uh, his father, Mario Ferraro, died in 1968. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. So... Uh, that Google, that's so interesting. <laughs> I always forget you to Dorothy, use it. Dorothy, you're giving away my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I forget to use it all the time. My granddaughter, who lives with me now, Katie, um, she's on her phone all the time, you know, and so if I need some information, I just ask her. Yeah. She looks up on Google. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're coming up on the end of our time. Oh. <laughs> we had We had a request from oh. a member of the congregation because they, they wanted to hear... Uh, Dorothy read a little bit of the birth narrative. So if we, if I can, yeah, uh, let's, let's record that separately and we'll post that as, uh, as its own recording. uh, So the family or so other listeners can listen to that and just pull that up if they want to. Okay. Uh, And that way they don't have to listen. Don't, well, then they also don't get the joy of listening to the whole story with Dorothy. Dorothy, thank you so much for being here with us in Christ and all things and and letting us rejoice in how God has walked you through uh, life in some wonderful opportunities uh, where you have been a a calming and and, uh, not calming, but a quiet servant uh, to those around you. Uh, and blessed as he as he's blessed you with some pretty wonderful gifts in the oh, process, uh, that's and for sure. and we <laughs> joyfully get to sit back and be the recipients. So thank you so much for sharing your life and story with us. Uh, and folks, we'll see you next time on Christ and All Things. You are so welcome. <laughs> for show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at christinallthings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either christinallthings.org or splco.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping, as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping and a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. 
do a happy dance, and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports Youth Ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.